Juliana. And I'm Denise. And, And we, we are, are the queens of Bila. You are listening to Bila's Talk, a seasonal podcast where we discuss the challenging journey to the tech world in Sweden. Hello, everybody. Welcome to one more episode of Bila's Talk. I'm here today with uh, Denise. Hi, hi, hi. <laughs> And uh, today we have a guest uh, that is Ainura. And Ainura is a woman from Kazakhstan. Welcome, Ainura. The stage is yours. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, welcome. Hi, hi. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm really excited to be part of this podcast, finally. And I really hope I will uh, inspire uh, some other women uh, to be part of the tech world with my uh, story. My name is uh, Ainura. And as you said, I come from uh, land in the Middle Asia called Kazakhstan. And I moved here to Sweden uh, two years ago. And currently I'm a junior Java backend developer in SABX company, which is a daughter company or like a startup within the SABX company. Nice. That's really great. Uh, we are so excited to have you here and hear everything about you. Like, how did you end up in Sweden? Uh, what's the story behind this? Well, I think I don't have any like a complicated story about how I moved here. <laughs> It was pretty simple. Uh, my husband back then, uh, my boyfriend, has been living in uh, Sweden for now nearly seven years. So, and we got married two years ago and I moved here directly. Did you have any other jobs before you joined the tech world? Yes, uh, definitely. I had uh, very a lot of uh, different kind of jobs in different spheres but actually my first job after uh, I graduated from university was in IT company I was a second line uh, customer support it's uh, as a bridge between uh, developers and the customers I worked there nearly two years I think so I tried different jobs starting from uh, being a salesperson in a logistic company then a coordinator. Uh, after that, I switched to um, hospitality in uh, one of the biggest and famous uh, hotel chain. Uh, then I also worked, experienced working in the embassy. And after I came to Sweden, I didn't really have any uh, jobs before my current job. Uh, it was just um, right before I got uh, this job as a developer, I had a uh, temporarily part-time job for around a month, uh, which was not related to uh, being a developer. Yeah, here I am now in SBX as a backend uh, developer for around nine months already. Great. And uh, um Since you said like that you have like a very diverse background, right? Uh, working within hospitality and sales. Uh, what or who made you interested in tech? Uh, it was actually my dad who kind of told me like uh, when I was deciding which major should I take, uh, which university should I go. So uh, he actually kind of uh, guided me to become, uh, to, to study Uh, in college for four years uh, as a software engineer. After I graduated, I worked, as I said, a little while in IT company. 
but then for so many years I didn't have anything to do with IT, with the, even with the <laughs> developing and coding or anything related to that. And uh, who it was the second person who inspired me. Uh, it was the second man in my life, is my husband, uh, who happened to be a developer himself as well for, I don't know, 12 years maybe. Uh, his work was in- inspiring me. He was sharing his knowledge and he was like telling what kind of challenges they have and what kind of things they learn every day. I think uh, he was really a big uh, inspiration for me and uh, a push and a big supporter in this path. And after university, it was really hard for me to study and be a developer. And I was thinking that it's something unreachable, something really hard or like really exceptional. People can do that. Uh, but after, as I said, so many years of being different spheres, uh, and working in different places, I thought of myself and said to myself that I can do better, that maybe this is the step that I can, uh, be that person who I thought can, I can't reach. <laughs> so how did you start here in Sweden, the tech road again? Uh, by the way, We, we are work colleagues in the SDA, the bootcamp from Novari Potential and Cotejo. How do you start coding? Yeah, after I moved to Sweden and then I had some uh, courses in Swedish. And uh, in the meantime, I was, after I decided to become a, a programmer or uh, pursue my career in the tech world, I started to look for different uh, courses uh, or I was thinking, should I take a university? But it's going to take a while, like a long time. And I was applying for some of the uh, like boot camps and one of them was Navarre Potential, uh, which uh, we studied together with Denise. I applied for this uh, boot camp and then uh, I had some several steps to pass. Uh, some interviews, some tests, and finally in um, February, I think we started our course. It uh, lasted for around uh, three and a half or like four months. It was really intense. Uh, like I was not expecting that we had uh, like started from eight till five every day, five times per week. It was basically like work. And in this uh, almost four months, we have covered everything, uh, starting from uh, basics of uh, uh, programming, basics of um, computer science. And then we started with the coding and uh, we had the curriculum of uh, software engineering. So we covered everything, not just uh, coding, but also some software uh, engineering skills and how the software works. So uh, it was a really great experience. In the end, we had to develop a project where the backend and the frontend were combining together. Yeah, I think that was uh, the biggest uh, course bootcamp I took here in Sweden before I joined my current job. But do you think that uh, does having a degree in, uh, in tech made it easy for you to get a job? to get your first job, were you like evaluated? Did they check your credentials or something like this when you were interviewing for SBX? Yeah, I think it would be a big plus to have a degree. I think that 
maybe I don't realize it that much, but uh, deep there, I think it was one of the big advantages. Yeah, I'm asking this because uh, there are many people in our community that uh, they have like degrees in completely different areas. Uh, and sometimes this can be harder for them uh, because sometimes a boot camp, a six months boot camp or even shorter boot camps cannot give the uh, weight that you need uh, when getting the first job. Uh, but well, it's of course, of course, it's possible. We had a other guests here in the podcast that uh, the biggest uh, advantage was to have the boot camp in, in one of those academies. And I think, to be honest, that even though you had you having the degree, probably the biggest uh, advantage was the boot camp that you did, right? That was the what gave you visibility. Yeah, that's true. And uh, um, when you are applying, I think when like you have a CV, that could be uh, an advantage. But to be honest, when people are um, interviewing you, that's when they will know, like, really what you know. There can be people who studied for four years, I don't know, so many years and have uh, like many degrees in IT and still not being able to align with their needs of the companies. So I think um, the boot camp really was uh, the most important thing uh, when I was joining like in, in my CV as well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and talking about the, your first job, how was it for you to get the first job? How long did it take after the boot camp? How was the process? Did you have any support from Novari or from you? Uh, after we have um, finished the course, I took a little summer uh, vacation. And right after that, on September, I like came back and started to... Uh, hunt the hunting process, uh, hunting for the job. I started to um, think where can I apply my skills and my knowledges. I started to look through the LinkedIn and some companies, open positions, even some internships. I was open for any kind of um, positions in the IT world. Even I was thinking if there would be some UX design uh, possibilities, I was thinking I can apply to that. But I was uh, lucky that I didn't have to spend so much time in hunting jobs. I got this part-time job uh, right on September. And during my uh, employment there, actually, I was working in Navarre <laughs> itself as a um, part-time employee. And uh, in the meantime, they also offered me a job, like not offered me, but they said, uh, there's one company wants to have an interview with you. What do you think? I said, yes, of course. And I knew that I don't have an experience. I, in the coding, I didn't work previously in Sweden, so it would be hard, but I didn't say no, because at least it would be experience. I would see how the interview process would go. I would learn how what kind of questions they would ask because I was never in the interview for the uh, as a backend for the backend developer position. So I said yes, let's try that. And I was preparing for uh, the interviews, and uh, it was the first one, uh, mostly like generally to get to know each other, what kind of uh, knowledge you have, and uh, like more HR kind of questions. The second one was uh, technical questions where I was tested uh, for 
like uh, asked questions about uh, more deep in IT, what kind of um, projects that we had during our bootcamp, what kind of um, languages we learned, and etc. Yeah, and I think uh, after that we had another uh, like send out the tests, but not for technical tests, more like uh, uh, psychological tests. I think. Yeah, after I have uh, passed that, uh, I had a, a interview with the CEO. Everything passed so fast uh, <laughs> that I was like so surprised that everything went so super well. I was not expecting that from myself, but luckily they saw something in me. They gave me opportunity to be uh, part of their startup. So I think uh, if it was not for Navari, it would take me more time and uh, more effort to find a job. It's really nice to hear that because uh, my, uh, my experience with Navari is not so good, but uh, it happens. Yeah, I think it's uh, for what we've seen so far, from what we've heard, I think it depends a lot from academy to academy. I think they give like different different kind of kind of support uh, but I think it's interesting how you were their employee first right before uh, yeah so they they do this kind of things too as I understand like uh, they hire you as a consultant and uh, then they can put you in a project so that there's a possibility for you to be an employee later on it's like an internship right uh, no, actually, it was uh, really totally not related to, uh, like, my part-time job in Navarre was not related to um, development. I was uh, a project administrator for the new uh, uh, batch of the course that they were having. They just needed some help, and they offered me a part-time job, uh, which was around month. So it was, I think, exceptional, and uh, usually, like, it's not something they they have in their program. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a, a coincidence oh, okay. or a luck. <laughs> it was very, very ad hoc then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, do you have any woman that uh, it's a model or a mentor for you? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I don't have any, like famous woman role models but uh one woman uh, during my course in navarre has really inspired me uh, as a woman in tech uh, we had a curriculum for two weeks about software engineering and we have a, we had a teacher uh, who is a woman and she has um really great experience in different uh, uh, big corporations and enterprises and uh, sharing her knowledge and how she was dealing with in the world full of, uh, <laughs> I would say, majority of uh, male uh, developers or uh, like professionals, then um, having shared her uh, struggles kind of like in a personal life as a woman, uh, and being able to still challenge herself, still pursue her dreams in the uh, tech world and become uh, like one of the leading positions in the uh, big corporations and then uh, being now a teacher 
who can inspire other young ladies. <laughs> and yeah, I think she has really um, supported. She was very supportive. And uh, I think someday maybe I can be as well like her, <laughs> sharing my stories, inspiring other uh, young ladies <laughs> and helping. I double that. Yeah, I think you're already doing this. I double that too. <laughs> yeah, I double that, especially because Adina was uh, very human. She gave me a, a human touch for everything in tech. That's the, for at least for me, was the main difference in the whole course and make everything better. Yeah. And we had a lot of uh, um, students or like our friends uh, in the, during the course who had kids uh, like several kids and uh, lots of uh, other stuff to do at home. And yeah, she was, it was really nice, inspiring to see that someone like you are uh, able to reach this kind of um, high, uh, like uh, this kind of goals and uh, peaks. You mentioned that you had that person in your life that made a difference. Uh, but when you look back, at this period of your life, one year ago, right? Before you got your first job, what do you think would have made your life easier uh, in this career transition? And is, is there anything that you would have appreciated to know in advance, like any, any advice that uh, you can share for people who are exactly in the same position that you were one year ago? Yes, one year is not that much, but I have a lot of advices, I think. <laughs> not much experience, but still one most important thing is that uh, as uh, boring as it sounds, there is no stupid questions. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to show that you don't know something. Because if uh, you don't ask, you will never know how you're going to learn things. Uh, I'm saying this because during my uh, course, uh, by the end of the course, we had um, front-end development and it was uh, way harder for me to learn than back-end development and we had lots of as I said before it was intense course and had lots of tasks to do and I was kind of falling behind because it was hard to uh, like digest and uh, to develop and then I was thinking like yeah this is not for me this is really hard and I was kind of trying to bury myself inside and feeling myself like oh I'm stupid or kind of stuff and then after a while I start talking with the uh, friends in the course and start kind of sharing and then I find out that figured out that I'm not alone that <laughs> everyone is struggling everyone has a uh, uh, the same kind of feelings and like ne never be uh, afraid to ask uh, a mentor or like another friend for help and it's also in my daily life at work till today uh, sometimes I feel like especially in the beginning I was junior so many things I don't know and I keep asking and I keep asking and then it feels like yeah I'm asking too much or like I don't want to look uh, kind of uh, person who is stupid or like doesn't is uh, like I was feeling kind of a bit ashamed but then I was um, I understood that the more I don't ask the more I keep silent I can't fix it myself the more time it takes the more complicated it becomes so uh, one um, most important thing is to never ask uh, never 
be ashamed of asking and for help. I think the biggest help would be to be practice more coding. Um, even when I was on my vacation, to have different, uh, more, to create more prog uh, programs and have spent more time in learning. And also, I think it would help to have an internship before I joined the uh, real company uh, to know how the big enterprises work, to know how the software development works. Uh, like kind of not be afraid in this huge corporations and enterprises. Uh, yes, I think uh, that would help me more to and adapt faster when I have a job. And uh, since you already answered what I, I supposed to ask you now, that uh, you keep learning, but uh, is there anything that you are particularly interested in or that uh, you are excited about it? Uh, yes, as <laughs> being a developer, like you never stop learning and every day uh, you get the different tasks and there's uh, different solutions for that and you learn uh, like... Uh, Every day, every with every single task becomes more harder, more complex. <laughs> uh, but also, um, I already took one course uh, in this uh, company for uh, Scrum Master course, and I think uh, having a social skills uh, from my uh, previous uh, jobs uh, is making me really interested in this sphere as well. I have practiced already several times uh, as being a Scrum Master in my team, running some meetings, running some retrospectives. And uh, I think I enjoy that a lot. Um, I like as well is um, to be product uh, development, being a product owner, Maybe one day. Yes, this so much. Double that. <laughs> I'm a head of product myself, so I'm passionate. I can talk a thousand hours about this topic, but well. <laughs> yeah, I think um, now, for now, like as a beginner, as a junior, it's really good to have a base and to have known how the software works, to know how to code. And then I'm open for any possibilities. I'm all, always... Uh, Uh, open for learning and maybe one day I'll become a software agile coach or uh, be like a product owner or solution owner so uh, this is like long-term uh, kind of goals great it's great that you have a plan uh, yourself right for your career and you already know more or less the the track that you want to follow Yeah, it's kind of idea, but uh, I don't have a specific, like a timing. Like, yeah, after five years, I'm going to be that <laughs> because it never happens. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, but, tell me about it, especially yeah. in this time, like with the pandemic yeah. and everything. It's so difficult to plan long term. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but you never know. Like it took me only one year to become a developer. Yes. So you never yes. know <laughs> how long is it going to take to uh, have a different path and To be in IT world, I think it's really uh, advantageable because there are so many ways you can pursue yourself. And yeah, if you want to uh, like change a bit, you are interested in something else. It's really Great. good. Getting a little bit more personal uh, now, uh, can you tell us a fun fact about you and uh, what are your hobbies? What do you like to do when you're not working? 
well, I have actually fun fact about me <laughs> is that uh, since I was a kid, uh, my parents would ask me, uh, who do you want to be when you grow up? And my answer was a tourist. <laughs> Back then, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that it's uh, not a job. <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. We all wish. Yeah, right? and um, <laughs> yeah, I always wanted to travel, and um, I studied abroad, and then I wanted to learn new cultures, try to live somewhere uh, far from my hometown, uh, learn different languages. But the funny part is, I never thought about Sweden. It never came to my mind. <laughs> never in a million years I would think that I would uh, marry a person who lives in Sweden and move here. So, and here I am <laughs> in Sweden and loving it here. <laughs> and I think another fun fact is that uh, after I graduated, it was so difficult for me uh, to be coding that I told myself that I'm never going to be a, a programmer. <laughs> and here I am again, being a backend developer, deep in the heart of the developing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, and when it comes to hobbies, I am, since childhood as well, I'm really, I like sport. I was doing rhythmic gymnastics, then I was doing karate. Uh, now I like outdoor activities. During the winter, we go as much as we can do snowboarding. During the summer, if we go somewhere with an ocean or the sea, we would uh, definitely try scuba diving. Uh, yeah, and we like, uh, I like cooking and uh, baking. So, and some of the photographies. We have a like, camera, I like to take photos as well. Yay, now it's trivia time. Yay. Yay, go Denise. <laughs> yeah, it's time for our trivia. <laughs> So a book that you recommend or something that you're reading right now? Well, there is a book that I'm currently reading. I started uh, during my vacation. This book is actually was recommended to me by my mother when I was a, a kid. I think like long time ago, she kept telling me about it and I never read it. So <laughs> I decided to read it finally. And I'm really thrilled. Its uh, name is uh, The Thorn Birds. Uh, it's a best-selling novel by Australian author, uh, McCullough. It describes the life uh, in Australia, uh, starting from 1916s and during the 53 or 54 years. Um, it touches some parts of uh, uh, war time as well. I haven't finished it yet, but it's really exciting, I think. Uh, in generally speaking, it's really hard for me to find a book that would really make me interested and finish it up. But this one, I think I would definitely finish. <laughs> really nice. And um, Annette on Instagram that you recommended to get us inspired? Well, as a Muslim, I follow some of the uh, Islamic uh, pages. Uh, one of my favorite uh, mufti is... Um, uh, Mufti Menk. Uh, he is really funny and he really explains uh, religion in a funny way, in a fun way. <laughs> so, and uh, yeah, I also like to follow uh, some photographers. Uh, there's one photographer who is really creative and she's from Moscow. 
she takes uh, photographs with the animals and uh, tries to show the beauty of every person, no matter how they look like. She has a series of photos with the different people who such as uh, albino people or people with vitiligo, and she tries to find the similar animals looking. Uh, and it, the photos are really stunning. And uh, yeah, and also we have, uh, me and my husband have an Instagram account ourselves. <laughs> I think we were, <laughs> it's about our foods. We post them uh I think we, as a majority of the people in the whole world, we were um, affected by pandemic when we start sitting at home and <laughs> we start cooking a lot uh, of different dishes. So we were kind of like taking um recipe from online that we think it's interesting and trying it ourselves and putting an honest photo and review. Cool. We're going to put the ad in the description of the video so everyone can see and can follow you guys. <laughs> and the last one, a movie. A movie. Yeah, I think um, of the movie uh, called Intouchables. It's a French production. There are some movies that have been um, refilmed by Americans or other countries. Uh, I think Spain as well, they uh, refilmed it. But this one is my most favorite i have watched it i don't know maybe a million times and whenever it's on tv i would always uh, watch it till the end uh, it talks about it talks about two people one of them is a disabled man who is rich but he can't uh he's in a wheelchair and a person who is taking care of him like a nurse he's a poor guy uh but showing how they become friends it's actually a comedy uh really fun to watch i like all the jokes from this movie <laughs> and it's also really touching uh at some moments so i really definitely would uh recommend if you haven't watched it oh really nice are you search for already on yeah. my list <laughs> me too thanks for sharing Thanks, yeah, thanks. so we got to the end of this podcast and it was so, so good to hear uh, your story, Ainura. Thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> I hope it will be interesting or like inspiring for someone. Yes, definitely. I think many people can relate to your story and uh, follow the advices. I think that was great that you had the uh, advice uh, for for people in the same situation that uh, that you were. Uh, especially because you managed to get a job like in a fast way, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, you hadn't, you didn't have lots of struggles. So I think this itself, it's already an inspiration. So thank you very much. Yeah. And I would like to say that uh, there are so many things that I wanted to say, and maybe I, I have forgotten to mention or uh, like some advices. Uh, I'd really love to if anyone is interested to get in contact with me in LinkedIn or via my a email. So please uh, uh, ping me. I'll be always happy to have a chat and share some more information. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Are you already part of our community, our beef? 
on LinkedIn. Uh, yes, sure. I am following. <laughs> so they can found you there as well. Yeah, we're welcome. Thank you very much, Anura. It was a pleasure talking with you and hear your, your story. Yeah, it was an honor. Thank you so much for inviting. Yes, and thanks for coming. You're always welcome back. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Have, have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.